0: Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, your source for news and discussion from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, unfortunately, our uh, our my co-host Jeff had to be out this week. Uh, he is very, very sick. We both went to Dragon Con last weekend, and he got the con crud, the dreaded con crud. I think I did, too. I'm getting sick, and I think Patrick Stewart gave it to me. Which is pretty awesome. So joining me today on the cast is uh, a local personality here in Birmingham. He does uh, internet videos and uh, sometimes featured on our other podcasts as well as some radio around the area. And this is uh, David Robertson from maladjusted.tv. Howdy, true believers. <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming on, Dave.
1: Oh, everybody needs to whip out their thing because it's clobbering time. <laughs>
0: yeah, rock out with your killer croc out. I don't know. No,
1: no, we're not bringing. <laughs> Sorry, we're not bringing killer wrong, croc into this. Wrong universe.
0: <laughs> anyway, I'm glad you're on the show, Dave. Uh, Dave's a Dave's a huge Marvel fan, just like we are. Um, it could be said. It could be said. Um, so it, he's also he 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 he's a nice stand-in for Jeff because he also has a lot more comics knowledge than I do.
1: I do uh, have a lot more comics knowledge than Matt does. Um, That being said, I also have a lot more comics knowledge than Jeff.
0: Ooh. Really? Yeah. The gauntlet has been thrown down.
1: No, it's not even been thrown down. It's been casually tossed. Ooh. That's what's up. Jeff,
0: you shouldn't have taken a week off. You're being uh, trash-talked here on the podcast already.
1: Yeah, I've decided that Jeff is my (laughs) arch-nemesis.
0: What brings you to that?
1: Well, I I don't even think I've met the guy. (laughs) <laughs> um it it's just that he's kind of funny and a comic book guy and he's your friend which means that he's Myers' nemesis. <laughs> he's
0: a he's Bizarro Dave.
1: Um no, I was I was thinking more along the lines of my Moriarty.
0: I would, I don't know. I think in both of those cases I think you would be Bizarro Jeff and he would be more. you would be Moriarty cuz you know he's a little bit lighter, more optimistic. See, that's
1: where he fools you.
0: <laughs> That's where he <laughs> fools me. <laughs> I mean, the Joker
1: seems a lot more, you know, lighthearted and optimistic, doesn't he?
0: Well, I didn't say he was your Joker.
1: Moriarty, Sherlock, Joker, Batman. That's just an that arch nemesis, man. I mean, <laughs> it all fits.
0: All right, all
1: right. And actually, the Moriarty in the new version of Sherlock is way more lighthearted-seeming. So That's true. I really like the yeah. name Moriarty. He's yeah. really, really good.
0: Um. So... We go ahead and, we'll go ahead and talk about what we're going to do this week. Um, we're still in the middle of our Marvel Agents of Shield season one rewatch. This week we're rewatching the episode sixteen, which is the beginning, or no, I'm sorry, the end of the beginning. Uh, the end of the beginning is episode sixteen. Episode twenty two is the beginning of the end. I,
1: so, I don't like where this is going. What do you mean? It, I'm just very confused.
0: <laughs> just the, all the. Uh, smashing pumpkins esque uh titling of things.
1: <laughs> Actually it did occur to me that um it's kind of it's kind of ironic that they would have two titles that were songs that were in the movie that killed comic book movies for like eight years.
0: <laughs> it is close. <laughs> They're not the exact title Not the exact title. The titles of the songs are it's so close. the end is the beginning is the end. Yeah. And or the, the beginning
1: be- is the end <sighs> is the beginning. There were two songs. Yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: But it is is—it is definitely a... That movie did kill comic book movies for a little while.
1: It did. And it was Batman, and that hurt me.
0: Marvel just wanted to repeat the mistakes of the past. What? I don't know. Oh. I don't okay. know how that was defending them. I, I don't know. Um, well, so uh, we got some news this week. Yeah, Thanks, we to, thanks to Jeff's research and... Uh, <laughs> and me just looking on our google doc because he was sick and i was like i'm gonna steal all his news
1: i knew all of his news but i did not do the research <laughs> i so, am <had> the clairvoyant
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, oh anyway we're, we're, we're gonna have a little news time and then we'll talk about this episode 16 so if you haven't seen episode 16 you should watch it um we're going to spoil it for you, and then we're going to talk about the rest of the MCU and how this episode relates to all of that, but we'll give you s- ample spoiler alerts before that happens.
1: We're just going to spoil a lot of things. We're just going to leave it out in the kitchen sink. We, we ain't going to put it up in the fridge. It'll be like three and a half hours.
0: <laughs> it's going to be way in the danger zones. Anybody been to food, food health classes? Danger zone! So first piece of news... Guardians of the Galaxy is still killing it, probably more so than in any other week. Yeah. Because it did great all those other weeks, but if you if you look at uh, Box Office Mojo, it shows you the percentage drop-off per week, right. and it's been dropping off like 50%, 40%, 17%, like pretty mm. large numbers every week. This week it dropped .07% over last week.
1: Yeah, that's amazing.
0: It almost made the same money this week as it did last week. It's really, really great. So, it, it is now the number one movie of the year domestically. Made more movie than Cap 2 and any other movie. Uh, it is now outpacing the first Iron Man movie. Right. Which is huge. Um, it's on course to out possibly outpace Man of Steel from a few years ago. Did you hear... Did you know, guys... Guardians of the Galaxy, the rocket, raccoon, and Groot movie is going to beat the Superman movie.
1: But um, have you guys listened to or heard the Robert Downey Jr. bit where he said that it was, he actually admitted that it was a better movie than any of the Iron Man movies?
0: Yeah, well, he said it was the best Marvel movie yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really cool. That is crazy. So, yeah, yeah, that's really crazy that uh, Robert Downey Jr., that's such a that's such a great thing for him to do. Like, that's such a lack of ego for him to just be like, that's the best.
1: Didn't he make a crack that he, it was, that was a huge thing since he's such an egomaniac?
0: I don't know. I didn't hear that.
1: He, yeah, he. I think he said something about how he was very. He's an egomaniac, so it was a big deal.
0: Yeah, well, that's awesome. I, I don't know. I'd like to read his actual and hear his actual remarks because that's that's really cool. I got to meet James Gunn this weekend at Dragon Con, and yeah. he was very very friendly, and he signed autographs for free. No one else was signing autographs for free. Everyone was signing autographs for like thirty, forty, seventy-five, eighty dollars. Who are these dicks? Oh, Gates McFadden. Patrick Stewart.
1: I can understand Patrick, Patrick Patrick Stewart, but why? What has she done besides? I mean, he's Professor X, and Captain Picard.
0: Yeah, James Gunn was awesome. Uh, There was, and there was so much Guardians cosplay at Dragon Con. There was like tons of Rocket Raccoons and Groots and Star Lords and a few Gamoras. It was just neat. It's just,
1: just it's insane because no one knew who Guardian the Guardians of the Galaxy were like last year. Yeah, <laughs> like a few people did.
0: It's it's really it's really really impressive that that movie has outpaced Superman. Like I, I it's not there yet. It's like a a million or two dollars below Superman.
1: It, it, it Superman what?
0: Man of Steel.
1: Oh well, no, that's easy.
0: <laughs> well, no, but I mean, it's still. That's my point. We got Superman, the biggest comic right. book property arguably ever. Batman, okay. maybe bigger. But Superman versus Guardians of the Galaxy. And Guardians is just such a better movie. Yeah. That it is it is just over the moon more successful. Yeah. It's yeah. it's amazing. It's it's really, really amazing. Well, see, Guardians of the Galaxy was fun. Yep. I cannot imagine, I saw Man of Steel, Uh, it probably went on the opening weekend, I don't really remember, Mm -hmm. but um, I have not seen it since. Guardians have already seen three times in theaters, paid full price.
1: Yeah, I wound up seeing Man of Steel, um, I think two times in the theaters, and um, it was just as, you know, horrendous the second time, if not more so.
0: That part where the bullet hits his eye is pretty awesome, though.
1: I think that's a different Superman movie.
0: No, that was Man of Steel.
1: No, that was Superman Returns. Oh, you're right. Yeah. You see, everyone, Superman is a boring character. <laughs> when you... You tend to just grab the most interesting aspects of all of the movies and lump them into one
0: movie. <laughs> no, I um, I just think that... Uh, I think that Superman can be an interesting character. They just they they're doing such a bad job and that brings us to our one of our next pieces of uh piece of news apparently and this is uh this has been reported on hitfix.com um there's a uh, there's a rule in um it going around the DC water coolers or whatever <laughs>
1: It's going around somewhere.
0: Somewhere, the DC is, has stated the rules for their new cinematic universe they're creating right. is no jokes. Right. What do you think of this, Dave? Um.
1: Well, it would, it would explain why they decided to keep Arrow and the Flash out of the cinematic universe. Nah,
0: right. Um. <laughs>
1: uh, I, you know, it, it wouldn't surprise me if they. I, I doubt that they've actually said that. Um, but it wouldn 't surprise me if that was actually a directive I mean you look at man of Steel, you look at the the nolan uh Batman movies um they They tend to really try to go for over dramatic and dark mm-hmm. i think it 's an an incredible mistake um especially like you look back at the most successful ventures as far as like longstanding fans are concerned um you look at the, the Paul Dini stuff with uh, Batman The animated series on through Justice League, some of that stuff is really funny. Like, they knew how to write comedy, and they knew how to do it well. There were a couple of throwaway lines in Man of Steel, for instance, that were supposed to be funny, but they weren't funny. Yeah. It was like, Superman? That's what they're calling him. Blah. I, yeah, oh, they 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 aren't was,
0: jokes. They yeah, they're no. they're like little funny. They're action movie jokes, which are never yeah, funny. Yeah, they're and, never they're never like gut funny. They're and, like, I don't know. They make you laugh in the moment because you're like, oh, that's funny and cool that he said that during this action sequence. But right. they're they're never. Oh man, I'm just so so disappointed that this this no jokes idea. And I don't know that it's true. And I'm there's spotty reporting on it at best. And, yeah it could it could just be something someone said and misunderstood or mm-hmm. or someone just reporting something to get to get hits or something mm-hmm. but the the thing i i imagine what what is happening there mm-hmm. if there's any truth to this is that they're saying we need more movies like man of steel and dark knight and less movies like green lantern which right
1: which has been cited over and over again
0: yeah um which that's dc's only lighthearted movie it's probably one of my favorites of their more recent movies.
1: I, you know what? I hated Green Lantern. I know you did. But I will say this. It was better than Man of Steel. Yeah. It was better than um, Dark Knight Rises, for sure. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> We're probably Dark, being
0: a little uh, the Dark Knight controversial was, there. You know, the, the first... I forget the names of the three Nolan movies. Um,
1: Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, and The Dark Knight Rises. Dark
0: Knight was awesome.
1: Dark Knight was I will give that uh, close to awesome at least reading. it was it was good I right. I
0: still only watched it twice and didn't really don't really feel a desire to watch it again yeah I boring. like a fun movie and yeah. those DC movies are fun they can be great I mean mm-hmm. um, the acting in that movie is wonderful I really love um, Aaron Eckhart and I really love the Joker
1: look the Dark Knight was a really good movie but when it comes down to brass tacks, the only thing you really want to do is look up all of the ledger scenes on YouTube.
0: Well, see, you don't really want to watch the movie again. I do love all the ledger scenes, but I really loved all the two face and Aaron, Aaron Eckhart as, as uh, Harvey Dent that to me, that movie was the story of Harvey Dent and, and the Joker was just a fun, um, character that was like that. I felt like they were planning to do more with in the third movie. Um <laughs> I felt I don't know why
1: I don't I don't know the whys behind everything but Two Face is an incredible like Harvey Dent is an is an incredibly rich character. Um and and it's that way in the comics and in pretty much most of the animated series that they've done. Mm-hmm. Um this was throwaway. They didn't really develop him very well. They rushed his story ridiculously.
0: Um, I would and, agree they rushed his story in the sense that in, in he 's supposed to be an ongoing villain, and, you know, but I, I actually really liked the treatment of his character for 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 the amount they did i didn't like that he apparently died at the end. I guess he fell off yeah, like, no he died he fell yeah. like ten feet <laughs> um <laughs> right
1: which was a he, little weird. He fell off of the third rung of a ladder and <laughs> um, because it was the third rung instead of the second rung he died.
0: Anyway, so no jokes. Apparently, uh, from this new Justice League DC uh, cinematic universe, which does this mean they that they've fired Zack Snyder? What do you mean?
1: I'm saying he's a hack. He's a joke.
0: Oh, I get it. See what I did there? I'm going to edit out your bad joke like I did Jeff's last week. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't think
1: I don't think that was a bad joke. I'm just joking. I think we should leave it in and let the listeners decide. (laughs)
0: Let us know at 573-CAST-MCU, 573-CAST-MCU. And
1: while you're doing that, let them know if you want me to replace Jeff. <laughs> Full time, baby. I'm coming for you, Jeff Randall. I was coming for you.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Another uh, piece of news we had this week is Joaquin Phoenix is having a... They're ha- Marvel's having a tough time getting Joaquin Phoenix... To nail down his contract for the role of Doctor Strange. Thank which God. He's been, uh, uh, you know, mentioned and talked about that he was going to be the one. Apparently, they wanted to have him on board by dra- by a Comic Con a month ago, and it didn't. It, they couldn't get it to happen. Right. Um, they're saying because he wants artistic freedom. Oh God. And so they want a big multi-picture deal like they do with everyone now.
1: Yeah. Uh, man, I've been thinking this is a bad idea. Like he's become the Ed Norton sort.
0: That, yeah, that's that's that's. I read an article that said he. Everyone thinks he could be a great in this movie, but he could just be another Edward Norton. Who's Edward Norton's a great actor. I love Edward sure. Norton, but I don't like him in the in the Hulk. I feel like he didn't didn't do anything. He didn't make any choices. Um, um,
1: I thought he was a fine choice for the Hulk. The problem is he wants story credits and he wants producer credits on everything he does. Yeah. And um he him okay, Norton and the director, they both had way too mu- they had too much love for the old uh Bill Bixby series. Um it just made a poor movie. Um given given the choice, I'll take uh, Ruffalo. He was way better.
0: I liked Ruffalo a lot. Definitely more likable uh in the little bit we saw him really. Right. Um, I, 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 in the well, we've seen him yet in the cinematic universe, I've really enjoyed seeing him on screen every time. His appearance in Iron Man Three is awesome.
1: <laughs> that might be the best part of that movie.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I like my Iron Man Three a lot. I do too. They've also talked about the, the Joaquin Phoenix, uh, just not knowing if he's he wants to make that kind of movie. It talked about mm-hmm. how it's, it has tons of uh, green screen and previs and fight vis and. Uh, um, re uh, constant reshoots, and he and he just doesn't know if that's the kind of movie he wants to make. It won't be artistically fulfilling for him, which is fine. I understand that yeah. perspective.
1: Yeah, I don't want him there either. <laughs> I mean, if he's if he if you even have a uh, an actor who is going into that kind of mindset, and you, why would you even continue talking to him? I I just don't understand. Like. What actor? I mean, okay, Joaquin Phoenix is on like the downward slope anyway. Like he's not been in a lot of like big blockbuster movies lately. He's just been doing these weird independent movies where he like grows a beard and pisses David Letterman off,
0: (laughs) chewing gum. Oh yeah, that was that was. I mean, that was a weird movie. But who weird? Who doesn't
1: want to be Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, who, I mean, he doesn't have the charisma to to pull it off. But who doesn't want to try to at least beat Robert Downey Jr.?
0: Yeah, I don't know Joaquin Phoenix's work very well. Um, I've seen him in a few things, and he was good. Yeah, um, he's not terrible. I, and I, and I hear everyone saying he's amazing, and I, he probably is. But I but if he's if he's not, I, I'm scared of us having another um, Edgar Wright situation where we everyone gets really excited about. Him And then, you know, they start working on the film and he just bails because he doesn't want to deal with Marvel's controlling nature, which, I mean, the nature of the beast is they want to keep this Marvel Cinematic Universe tight and clean and and true to itself. Right. And I I want that, too, as a fan. I I want all six of the series that they're going to be putting out this year Mm -hmm. and all ten movies they've already put out and the five more, ten, six more they've got planned in the next three years, like... I want all of those to fit perfectly together like a puzzle. I don't want these weird standout problems that come from people striking out on their own. You know? So you've got to have some sort of control, some sort of quality and uh, continuity control over the films. You
1: know, the other night, I, and it will never happen. I don't know, though. It might. ABC, everything. I think uh, Ty Burrell from Modern Family would be a perfect Doctor Strange.
0: Ty Burrell.
1: Um, Phil. Phil. Dunphy.
0: Oh, weird. Is 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 be... it a funny character? No. Doctor Strange?
1: No, but he doesn't always play a funny character. He can actually do drama.
0: I've seen him in a few things that wasn't that funny, but I, I still... I, he just has a funny... He has it a funny be... sensibility to him, even in his more serious roles.
1: Yeah, I just... I always look for, like, people who are well-known as comedy. Like, I always... Sure. Look for them to do something serious because I always really enjoy just like just just I just enjoy seeing like what they can do and generally if they can do comedy well they can do drama really well.
0: Sure, that's definitely true of of many of many people. Um, Another piece of news uh, that we have and this will be the last one we talk about uh, before we get back into the rewatch. Marvel's Agent Carter series uh, casted uh, announced casting of two new people, uh, Inver. Gyokov, uh, and Michael Murray. I don't know Michael Murray. He's apparently from One Tree Hill.
1: Yeah, i never saw that show.
0: I I haven't either. If you guys have, feel free to call in to the show and tell us at five seven three Cast MCU. Did he play the tree
1: <laughs> or the hill? Was he Groot? <laughs> We're all Groot. <laughs> we are Groot. Matt. When
0: when we when I was at the Dragon Con, um, there was a huge line to get the free autographs from James Gunn. Mm-hmm. And every time someone would uh, drop a uh, donation in the bucket for charity, there was a bucket for charity. Since he wasn't charging, he was like, please donate to charity. So okay. everyone who would drop in the bucket, uh, he would have them yell, we are Groot. And the whole crowd respond, we are Groot. And so we just had this huge, like, you know, choir of people yelling, we are Groot over and over. It was real funny. Okay. So it was fun. Sounds funny. Um, <laughs> so I'm not too excited about Michael Murray, or I'm sorry, it's Chad Michael Murray. I don't I don't know him, uh, but he yeah. maybe I'm hope hopefully he's great. Um, the one that I'm excited about is this Inver Yakov, which I'm hoping is saying that somewhat right. Um, he not a chance. He was from Dollhouse. He
1: was amazing in Dollhouse,
0: and he was amazing. He played Victor. If any of you have seen Dollhouse, he was the male doll that we got to know. Right. Yeah. And he was amazing. Uh his his ability to change care from character to character um was I think not unsurpassed on the show. Everyone else kind of still played themselves to yeah. the most to most uh, maybe Sierra was was okay. Um but Victor just became whoever whoever he um
1: yeah. he's he's a really good actor guys that's that's what we're trying to say really really good actor
0: (laughs) and his ability to change character is exciting me because this is a like uh we'll well, probably 1940s maybe 1950s spy drama and so if he has to you know change characters to be different different uh to be for different spy situations i'd really like to see him do that
1: right i i just really hope they don't just make him into like Look here's an agent. Oh, he's dead now. I really
0: hope they don't do that.
1: And then it's like, "Thank you, Joss Whedon, for the quick job. I needed to pay my rent."
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited about the agent Carter and where where in time it's gonna be. Like, we've already seen Peggy uh, Peggy Carter when she was in the 1940s, of course. Right. And we've seen her, uh, I guess, shortly after that in the in the one shot. But uh, we also saw her as an old woman uh in current timeline. We did. So they could make this show anywhere in there. Yeah. Um I I'm assuming it's gonna be close to the forties. Uh-huh. Um and uh but 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 apparently, you know, and, and I'm I'm hoping it'll feature Howard Stark heavily and
1: Yeah, what I would like to see, I think, um I would like for it to start off in the forties and then like I don't know I don't know if you watch Masters of Sex but um it is that that's the show that chronicles like the some like the real life people uh i mean it's of course dramatized but um it's going over um like bill masters and virginia johnson who did all the sex studies yeah i've um, heard of it and they they jump like they, they pretty much just had like week to week and like two weeks ago they jumped ahead three years in one episode wow so like that's what I think I would like to see as far as Carter the Agent Carter series goes. Like I think I would like to have, especially if it's like midsummer replacement, like it's looking like it is. If they would just do like every season is like five or six years ahead, like just
0: going through the decades. I do think that would be rad. Um, I don't know what they're gonna do with it, and I, I I I think they're probably probably gonna stick with the '40s, just because that that one shot was kind of like almost like a pilot for this show. Right. And I feel like they're going to probably stick with that, but you know, I'm just saying it's it is an open question at this point.
1: I really hope they don't make that that one shot like non-canon somehow. Because at the end of that like, uh the end of that one shot, she's called to go start shield up. Yeah. But, you know, I heard that she was like in I read somewhere that she was going to be stuck in an office and like dealing with angry men or something. So it just sounds like the one shot all over
0: again. Oh, I doubt that. I highly... Well, I mean, even if she gets put on to S.H.I.E.L.D., she's still going to be dealing with the the sexism from that era. I
1: really hope they find a way to bring Bradley Whitford back.
0: Oh, yeah. That would be awesome. I totally would love that. I love that man. I do, too. I think he's on some other show right now, though. Is he? I think so. I saw some show with him on it a couple weeks ago when I was just like flipping through channels, which I never do. Well, screw it. Cancel it. Right? Cancel I mean, whatever he's on. He's, Get him over to Carter.
1: I mean, everything he's in gets canceled. Why can't we
0: do it again? I, he was on uh, West Wing for a long time. Is it still running? Well... I guess se- it got canceled. Seven years is not canceled. It just had its run.
1: Nope, it's gone. That means it's canceled.
0: Yes, his show ended at some point. But well,
1: if... When they chose to end it, still. but
0: Um... Anyway, so, uh, yeah, that, that, that's that's cool news. Um, yeah, I was—we'll I, we'll talk about this in the spoilery—well, so, I'll go ahead and mention this. Uh, I heard a report this week that—or uh, a couple weeks ago, actually—that uh, they're talking about, uh, for the Defender series for Netflix, Right. Uh, they're looking for 1970s-style buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or, or they're looking for what Hell's Kitchen looked like in the 1970s. Right now, that could be for flashbacks. Right, that could be for whatever. But my hope, and I don't even know why I'm hoping this. You seem like you have a really exciting idea for it. Yeah. Um, but my hope is that these Defender series is actually occurring in the 70s because I love the idea. I love the idea of Agent Carter mm-hmm. and how it's building this universe. I love that Captain America One happened in the forties right. and built it, it made the universe feel like it had so much more scope. And if they were able to have things happening in the forties in Agent Carter, mm-hmm. have things happening in the seventies in the Defender series, and then have things happen in the current day in the movies right? Uh, and in Shield, um, you could almost tell such different stories, but you could have tie ins that kind of like bridge the you know, the the, the technology, the villains, all these things mm-hmm. that have built over this, you know, uh 80 year span that they're, they're, they're telling stories. And that'd be such a neat way of telling the the Marvel cinematic universe.
1: Yeah. Like if, when you look at like agents of shield, they have brought up uh, a number of the, um, the original shield agents that were in. They have
0: trip trips, grandfather. Right.
1: Right. Um, And they, they just kind of put them in as um, howling commandos. But if they like built a decade by decade like <laughs> showcase of all of like superheroes and heroes in the Marvel Universe, like I would be okay with um Hank Pym actually you know being played by Michael Douglas now and being old and past his prime with mm-hmm. the Batman role, I would be happy if they like went back to the sixties. And, like, actually had some of his old robots and whatnot that actually looked like the old Hank Pym creations from the 60s. Yeah. And I would I would suddenly be very, well, way, mo- way more okay with him not being a proper Avenger.
0: Yeah, I have a feeling if, they, if they're doing some sort of time shifting with uh, Agent Carter and they're going to do this, something in the 60s or even something in the 70s with Defenders, I have a feeling that that's going to tie into Ant-Man. Because if you think about it... Mm-hmm. Ant Man's coming out around August next year. Right. Um, The four Netflix series they're supposed to happen next year Mm -hmm. in 2015, starting in May. So you have something in May, and then say that you only have six more months, Mm -hmm. seven more months to have three more series come out, and I and that those are going to overlap very heavily with Mm -hmm. the time Ant Man's coming out. So they also shield is going to come back around the same time ant-man comes out so you're right. going to have all that stuff that you could have some sort of possible tie-in yeah. with paul rudd coming on shield or uh, our young hank pym being in the defender series or the agent carter series it's just there's so many possibilities there yeah
1: and like daredevil jessica jones iron fist luke cage defenders all that stuff it hit his heyday in the seventies in the comics, especially Daredevil. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really want to pimp out like proper nineteen seventies Luke Cage as well yeah. with the afro and the chains and what. It probably won't happen, but mm-hmm. that would be awesome, right? Um, I have that action figure, <laughs> and that's <laughs> and so that's that's how
0: that. we all that's how like a lot of comic fans think of Luke Cage, um, and so it would be a. It would be a neat thing to have it be a 70s style series, the whole Defenders thing.
1: But in as much as like The Dark Knight Returns was the definitive, you know, Batman story and you kind of think of the 80s when you think of him, like Frank Miller defined Daredevil in the 70s and it is very 70s. Hmm. So it's hard to um it's hard to pull him out of that era and it would be really interesting to actually see a stylized 1970s version of Daredevil as well. They were actually, um, there was a, uh, some time ago, before the rights went back to Marvel, um, whatever, I can't remember who it was exactly, but some writer screen, uh, some writer director was actually wanting to do like a 1970s period piece with Daredevil, and it and they wound up not doing it.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I re- I'm really hopeful that that's what we're getting. I at least think we'll get some sort of f- flashbacks to the 70s or oh, something, yeah. but uh, but I would really like to see I think that would just be a neat, a neat way to build a story. I love nonlinear storytelling.
1: I, I'm, I'm okay with it sometimes, depending on yeah. who does it.
0: Yeah, obviously something done poorly, but nonlinear storytelling to me just—I'm looking at you, Nolan. Uh, what did he? What was nonlinear? Memento. Oh, I love Memento. I hate Memento. Memento is one of my favorite movies. Uh, it's
1: is one of my most despised movies. Why? I just hated it, man. So I good. fell asleep like twice trying to watch it. it just oh yeah, bored you, you the cannot fall asleep. Me.
0: That movie you have to intentionally watch.
1: Well, I did intentionally watch it later, but it just I hated it even more because I kept having to intentionally watch the same crap over again. I well, just didn't like it. I don't like Christopher Nolan. No.
0: Yeah, Memento is is redeems Christopher Nolan for me. You um, can't
1: redeem it. It's like. The second thing he ever did. I, no, I'm just saying, like that. <laughs>
0: that still gives him uh, credibility in my eyes.
1: It was poorly directed. It was well written. But I, don't I, I don't agree. I don't
0: agree. I love the movie from from the whole the whole thing. I mean, it's it's low budget. It's 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 gritty. It's dirty. Um, but I I love the way it was directed. I love I love the way the story is told. I love the way the story is told. Okay. Um, but that's that whole non-linear thing. I I really like non-linear storytelling. Just. That is a major plus for me. Um, But yeah, I think that's all the news we have. Uh, Eh, And and we've we've done a lot of news time, so we should probably get into the uh, rewatch here. So this is officially a spoiler alert for uh, the uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode 16. We're only going to talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode 16 for a while, and then we'll go into a spoiler alert for the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, hide your
1: milk, hide your cheese.
0: So every week, uh, Jeff, when we go into the spoiler alert section, I count on the spoiler alert, and he yells a spoiler. Okay. <laughs> um. So, uh, something from this episode, some sort of spoiler. Um. Uh. I'm. Well, you gotta just yell it. I'm gonna go three, two, one, and you're gonna yell it. Is that how it works? Yeah. Are you sure? That's how it works.
1: I'm, so everyone. I'm pretty dubious.
0: Spoiler alert. Three, two one colson is there you're the worst at spoilers. that's a spoiler right i need jeff back you don't about, need jeff how about uh the clairvoyant is an agent of shield okay that's a good one that i forgot that happened <laughs> <laughs> that's uh probably the biggest revelation this episode it's at the very end but uh oh yeah yeah, we. Uh, I'm a goldfish. So we we'll, we'll, let's talk about this episode. Kind um, of just do a quick uh, recap of the story. Feel free to jump in if you have anything to say about any of it. Um, they are tracking down the clairvoyant. That's what's really going they on are. in this episode. They pair off in groups of two. They go after the clairvoyant hard, and uh, they 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 think that he might be someone on their index that they dismissed as having yeah. uh, powers, and they find someone who they dismissed. Because he had gone catatonic uhhuh and they think he might have actually had the powers, uh, so they go to him and find him at a computer and uh, or <laughs> they find him in a vegetative state, speaking to them through a computer in a really creepy manner, uh threatening them, threatening sky and then uh ward uh, when he hears all these threats shoots the clairvoyant right um. And then they go back to the plane. That's all That's all. Uh, uh, pretty intense. I enjoy that whole... I enjoy that they put all of the uh, agents in pairs of two, and it kind of gave... Um, put different lights on their characters. Right. That was a lot of fun. Um, the uh, Then, of course, uh, they come back to the plane, and they're talking about it, and some things Sky and Coulson are talking about, they realize that... Uh, the clair that that man that was shot was not the clairvoyant, and that the clairvoyant is actually someone with shield access right. to the shields files, and therefore is probably an agent of shield. Uh-huh. And then that starts making us question all of our characters, all the new mm-hmm. characters, all of our all of our old characters, and then we find out that May has, <laughs> which we knew from the last episode. That if you well, you guys didn't watch it, but uh, uh, if if you're doing the rewatch with us, but. uh May has a secret phone Um, (laughs) Ward Shot the Shot the fake clairvoyant Which Mm -hmm. puts him under suspicion Um, And then on top Of all of that The plane starts Flying back to base And Victoria's hand Is saying As soon as that Plane gets down Kill everyone on it Except for Colson I want him alive
1: Well to be fair She said take down Doesn't necessarily mean kill Oh
0: kind of seemed like meant Kill, though.
1: Well, yeah, but, you know, you have to be wary of, of wording like that on a TV series. Yeah. Um, That's as poorly written as S.H.I.E.L.D. Hey. What? I don't think it's... Yeah, but this is the episode where you, you know, start questioning characters as opposed to questioning yourself for still watching.
0: It's true. It's true. It took a while, man. It took a while. This, on the rewatch, uh, we, we've, we've focused on these main episodes. There are some episodes that feel a little slow. They just get slow in the middle. Um, the show, the show drags from episode two to episode nine, which is, uh, which is a lot of drag. There's some good stuff in there. There's some stuff I really like. Uh, the Aquila Amador episode, um, that might be it. No, no, I'm just joking. There's, there's (laughs) a, there's a lot of stuff I like in there and, and almost every episode has something that I really enjoyed, Yeah, yeah.
1: but there was that time, uh. Nick Fury showed up for a second and said he couldn't have a fish tank.
0: Yeah, that was cool. Uh, the episode. Fizzed.
1: There was that time he mentioned Nick Fury.
0: Yeah, you just you're just talking about all the tie-ins, but I, I really I really enjoy the show for what it is. But especially on this rewatch, since we've just been focusing on the the episodes that have to do with the overall plot. Yeah, it's really good. I agree. Those 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 like those six of the last. Sixteen episodes are really tight and really good. Agreed. Um, And 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 there's just too much fluff. There's too much fluff in this season. Yeah. Um, But I'm I'm hoping that they'll 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 learn from that mistake next season. I'm a little fearful because Joss Whedon doesn't have the greatest track record uh, with having fillerless seasons. No, he He has one show that has no filler
1: because it got canceled. Yeah. And he was pretty sure it was going to
0: get canceled. (laughs) Yeah, he he I think he does his best work when he's like backed up against a wall and trying to survive. And yeah. I don't think he's there right now cuz he's Even with Dollhouse, well, he we'll had see.
1: he had like two seasons and the first like five out of both seasons just suck.
0: Yeah, the 6th episode in each season is when it really hits its stride. It's just it's strange. It's strange. Um but but this this uh this this really hits its stride and next week we're going to be talking about uh Captain America, uh Winter Soldier and that's going to be a big that's per- going to be a big fun thing to talk about
1: personally I hope uh, Avengers Age of Ultron is actually just a Vine video it'll be the best thing Whedon's ever done
0: because it's short yes (laughs) Look here you have six seconds it's gonna be amazing six seconds ten billion dollar budget
1: like everyone just watches the vine and has a stroke is so amazing. <laughs> it's just like because they're laughing, crying, and like on an emotional, complete emotional roller coaster
0: in six seconds. What if you gave Joss Whedon unlimited <laughs> funds and like three years, but he only was able to make he's only allowed to put six seconds on film? <laughs> um, <laughs> what, yeah. what what could he do to our brains in that six seconds?
1: You'd be giving him too much time to work on it, I think. Um,
0: Well, that's my point. Like, he had unlimited time to make those six seconds perfect.
1: Yeah, but I don't think he would. I think he'd make it the opposite. It would just be the worst thing you've ever seen. (laughs) It would be like. I can't
0: imagine six seconds being the worst thing I've ever seen because it's so short. Even if it's bad, it's only six seconds. It
1: would be six seconds of of, uh, River Tam's feet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's what it would be
0: he does like River Tam's feet
1: that I couldn't episode. remember her actual name Summer Glow. Summer I couldn't remember her name for a second
0: anyway so uh, <laughs> we've got uh, so the end of the episode ends with all of our main characters who we have loved and trusted um, for all these episodes and we trust that they're all out for each other's interest all aiming guns at one another yeah um, which is a pretty intense way to in the in in the episode, um, going into Captain America Two, which uh, does tie in pretty heavily to Shield. So, you guys get ready for that.
1: It's yeah, which fun. was a nice surprise because yeah. they'd kept claiming that they were going to tie in Thor: The Dark World into exactly, Shield, and yeah. then it was like, "Here's a magic stick," and you're like, "Well, that's not even I that care? episode." Actually, they well, they build it as like a tie-in.
0: They did. No, 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 Well. I can the, show you the promo. I can look it up. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> and yes, that was a pretty strong tie-in. But when Thor 2 came out, they kept talking about there's going to be a big tie-in the week after. Uh-huh. And it wasn't that episode. I thought it was, yeah. No, that was Cause... like six episodes later. The episode that was immediately after Thor was them cleaning up in a library. Oh, yeah. And that's all that was related to Thor. They're in London cleaning up after Thor, which was a nice little nod to Thor, but if that episode had gone on to be the episode with the Asgardian Mm -hmm. staff then that would have been, oh, that's a great tie-in. But no, that was like five episodes later. Oh, okay. It was really strange. And, and then like, like, way, later, it was like the,
1: way later, it was like the Lady Sif thing,
0: right? Yeah, which was another great Thor tie-in. So there's three Th- Thor tie-in episodes. Yeah. Two of them are really strong Thor tie-ins. Yeah. The one that they build as a Thor tie-in was like them just cleaning up, which I guess yeah. it was more of a nod to the episode than a, uh, you know, anything important yeah yeah or anything like thematically similar
1: i i man i just had to have caffeine to to stay awake through a lot of shield it was i get that in places i get that i'm not dogging the show it's just i mean deep space star trek deep space night is my my, my, one of my favorite shows first three years suck (laughs) let's not kid ourselves so i mean you know i'm not giving it too much crap it's nowhere near as bad as like arrow is but yeah
0: it's not even nearly as bad as Deep Space Nine that first year. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so 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 it's 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 doing great for its first year. Um, it's it's not as bad as Buffy's first year. <laughs>
1: Buffy's first year was bad.
0: Um, and and that's the thing about all of those shows. Even if you don't like them upon a first watch, you go back and rewatch them. They're more enjoyable. Since I've been right. rewatching this, it has way more rewatchability. And we'll talk Does about it? some. I think. Um, Partially because of some of the spoilers that we're going to talk about in a few minutes, um, but uh, what did you what what did what did you like about this episode? What was a uh, what what was in there that you liked or didn't like? Um, are we just doing? Is it just spoilers
1: for this episode? This episode, only. okay. Well, I really like Garrett and um, Coulson's relationship. They're a too. lot of fun. Um, just telling each other stories and. You know, just the back and forth, yeah, uh, really, really
0: like I really like Garrett and the actor who plays Garrett. Um,
1: I was there. You didn't jump through the
0: skylight. <laughs> yeah, but it's a better story when I tell it that way.:
1: yeah, I there's a lot of fun in that, um, I agree. I continue to hate Ward no matter what. Um, he's just he's, he's just poor he's, a, he's patently poor. Hmm. he's just a terrible actor, terrible character. um I have nothing for him. Other than that, like I just I love that everyone turns on each other at the end. I do too. Like, I that's really the best thing ever, and it's ever.
0: believable. And it and from my perspective as a viewer, I completely don't know who's bad or good at the end of this episode. <laughs> like I'm, unfortunately, I'm really convinced that May could be right. bad, that Ward could be bad, that Hand could be bad, that any one of them could be controlling the ship, like the 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 the, the um the vessel. I was just. <laughs>
1: Like I, I really love that you don't know all of that, but still at this point, I don't care which one is bad. Like I don't, I, ha- I don't have really any investment in anyone but probably Sky and like Fitz. Hmm. Like Fitzsimmons and Sky maybe, or and Colson. But like any, it's so hard to actually get, say that I, I care about them because it's just, it's just now getting to a point where they're like allowing us to. I feel like they a lot of the time like we have archetypes instead of characters.
0: Yeah. I, I can understand that. Um I uh I, I, I think I, I think I've i I do care. I think that um sometimes characters to really care about characters I feel like they have to go through two things and that's like happiness and pain. Right. You have to be you have to see them have joy. Mm-hmm. And you have to be there with them in that joy, right? And then you have to see them have pain and be there with them in that pain. And uh, a lot of our characters we haven't seen really go through either right. those things yet. Um, and I think some of the things that happen later in the season um, do have we do see some pain and yeah. some joy. And I think like once you see those that on characters, you, you just view them as more human. You know. Well,
1: I, I if only by virtue of having seen him in Avengers and a number of other movies I feel that we've got it somewhat for Coulson but the other characters are, sure. nothing has been earned to get to this point I feel like like the big the big betrayal them all like with guns
0: on each other See, and I, not, I lo- it doesn't I like, feel earned at all for me It does for me if if for only May and Colson.
1: But I feel like this was their their test though because when I see that happening I'm like, "Oh, okay, cool. Things are going to get good now." Hmm. So it's more of a like a flag to say, "Hey, we're now things are happening."
0: Yeah. Well, for me, May and Colson, which is one of the weirdest things to see them sh- aiming guns at each other and because I feel like Colson and May have a history, um I have seen them their camaraderie and I have seen uh the, there, there's a certain amount of pain between them. Um, yeah, but and, and, throughout
1: the show, they've just been telegraphing that something's going on with May anyway. Like, they half, more than half the the season, they just make her out to be such a mysterious character that you're just like, I know you're up to something, woman. I know you're up to something. Yeah,
0: I don't know if I agree with
1: that. I mean, this isn't like, you know, obviously with it being a Whedon-related show, you autom- I, I automatically, maybe not you, but I automatically equate it to the Mal and Zoe relationship. Hmm. A little bit, and it's just it's not there. There's something she's not telling him. There's something going on.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't see it as a Mal and Zoe relationship. Um One of the biggest moments for me uh happened in the last last week. We watched the episode Tracks, and okay. I know you weren't here for that, and you haven't watched it recently. Um, no, I haven't. But in Tracks, <laughs> there's a moment. Tracks is the episode where they told out of order. Okay and in tracks there's there's uh
1: Oh, was this the train?
0: Yeah, the train. Okay, episode. yeah, I do
1: remember that episode.
0: Ward and Coulson get frozen with night-night juice, night-night grenades. Right. Um and they they're frozen uh, on the tracks uh and they they think the train's the spear. then it cuts back and you see it from May's perspective and she runs up on them and sees Coulson and Ward laying on the ground with the night-night stuff in their eyes and uh, she just the the panic on her face and her composure mm-hmm. as she runs to Colson and then touches him, touches his neck and feels his pulse, and the relief that passes over her face um, is really good acting. First of all, and it's really a touching moment.
1: Yeah, I've never had a problem with Ming Na and her acting. Um, I loved her on ER years ago. Um, I was excited when she was cast. I just feel like I feel like there are problems or writing problems. With shield,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I I just feel like those two characters, I, I, I have felt that it's been earned thus far, Um and we we we've got more with them to come for sure.
1: Yeah, but it was one of those annoying things where it's like like um when Anara finds Mal passed out or something, it was like oh no, and then like as soon as he's okay, she's like no. Like, uh, well,
0: see, I, I don't think that's ever been the case with them.
1: I know it's just I she mean, she, I, she does know.
0: she doesn't at all hide her. Love for Colson and I'm not saying a romantic love. I don't know that that's there. Um, but Oh, I think it is. I think it might be. It I think it's always there. Stop! Stop whispering I th- into the mic. I think it's Jeff does that too. Really? Yes. And I'm always, awesome. yell- I'm always yelling at him to stop whispering in the mic because it makes me uncomfortable. I told you he was my arch nemesis. Stop it. He's my
1: Moriarty. <laughs> oh. Or maybe he's my Watson. Oh, John.
0: This is real disturbing. I've never even met the kid. I just I was (laughs) hoping that we as soon could have a uh, three-person podcast, but now I'm really uncomfortable with the idea. (laughs) I don't need both of you. What if I go real low
1: like this? (laughs) Yeah, come on back, Jeff. Oh, we can have
0: us a threesome. Dang it! (sighs) Tried to say that in a way that you wouldn't go there. So, so I really enjoy that moment. Uh, for for May and Coulson. And yeah. the almost confusion on May's face of Coulson aiming an actual gun at her. And mm-hmm. being willing to shoot her. Right. Because he thinks she's working for the clairvoyant.
1: Oh, one of the things I love is uh, when Coulson just like bolts into the infirmary there. And just starts like hounding uh, Ward. Yeah. And Ward actually talks to Coulson like a dick. Like he's just like yelling at him. It's awesome. Well, like, oh my gosh! Finally, Ward has a character. Hmm. That was one of those standout moments for me.
0: Cool. Yeah, I really liked that moment That's too. That's a good moment. I really liked that moment too. Um. When, and I like I like how direct Coulson is, and how he's. I like how Coulson's trying to put everything together, and it's it's a the mystery at this point really is piquing my interest. Right. Um, and so that's really, really, um, this this episode really is a setting things up for the next episode, and so there's really not a lot to talk about other than what we've, what we've spoken about, but the the characters, it's getting them all in the place where they need to be for the revelations of the next two, two weeks that we're going to be doing this rewatch. So, um, so, yeah, I guess that's about what we needed from this episode. Is there anything else about this episode you wanted to talk about? Um... Nope. What rating would you give this episode on a scale of one to ten? Um
1: probably a six out of ten. Hmm. I really enjoyed it when they killed Stephen Hawking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd probably give it a six point five somewhere in there. I think it's it's really starting to the show is starting to hit its stride. Um
1: Yeah, that actually that moment was really cool when, when Ward blows away the dude.
0: Yeah, it really was. It was
1: I wasn't expecting it. I, I yeah really wasn't
0: i wasn't either um and and it it definitely uh raises a lot of questions about his character and um it just 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 his decision making skills like like, the,
1: like I found all of the deathlock stuff
0: super boring yeah,
1: I have always found it super boring <laughs> I don't just, find I'm all just the deathlock care.
0: I think that deathlock in this episode. Is kind of just the MacGuffin that's being used to find, right. find the. I uh, always hate that clairvoyant.
1: This is why I couldn't write television.
0: Because <laughs> you don't like MacGuffins.
1: I, I yeah, I just don't care. It would be like I, I would probably be like you know if you've ever heard Kevin Smith talk about how he was writing <laughs> um, Green Hornet, where it's just two guys sitting up against a car talking, and they're like, oh hey, someone's in trouble over there, and they walk off screen. And you hear like the fight go down and then come back. Mm-hmm. That would probably be how I would write <laughs> a
0: superhero series. Yeah, uh, yeah. It is the the. It's so funny because the action is not um, important to me either. Like I I watch it and I'm like, action, whatever. Like let's get to this character stuff. Right, right. But I, I understand it. it's a superhero show and there are kids out there. That are going to be for the next week imitating the moves they saw the karate chop guy do, and you kind of need that action in there. Um, I prefer action with like some serious stakes. I mean, I know a few adults who are like that too. So, yeah, that's like, true.
1: Man, I, you see that where he like he like held up his arm and that missile, pew, pew, and he was like, like yeah. So, what do you think about the Colson reveal? What do you mean? <laughs> Never mind. Yes, mm-hmm. we do live in the south. That's true. I mean, no, those people are everywhere. No, I know.
0: <laughs> you can go silly. to
1: Japan and some guy will like walk up to you. A Japanese guy, no less.
0: Well, of course, Japan.
1: Yeah, a Japanese guy will walk up to you, but he'll be wearing plaid and be like, man, I'll tell you what, man.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's sea
0: bass Sushi. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I guess it's, we're done with the rewatch portion for this week. So. Sure. Um, if you guys have any comments about this episode, please hit us up at five seven three cast MCU, um, and we will uh, play your play your uh, you know thing voicemail there, message. voicemail message on our uh, next episode, and we'll we'll get a chance to listen to it and respond to it. So we'd love to hear and your let thoughts, us, everybody. Let us
1: know who you like better, me or Jeff? Or if me and Jeff should just take over and leave Matt in the dust? What up? Well, that's
0: probably a better plan. Um, Let us know. <laughs> we'll have a poll, just who who should get fired from the podcast. Yeah. Um, Let us anyway. see your poll. I only own two microphones, so you know. <laughs> Very funny.
1: Very no, funny. no, it wasn't. So uh, <laughs> now
0: we're going to go into our super secret spoiler section. Oh yeah, uh, where we're just going to talk about everything in this episode and everything that spoils. Spoils anything in the MCU that has currently come out. So, and All right. also possibly comics, anything that we want to talk about that might fit into any. <laughs> so we're spoiling everything at this point. So if you don't want to be spoiled, if you haven't seen the rest of the series, you probably want to shut off now. Um, yep. We're gonna talk about we're gonna talk some spoilers. So, three. Uh, those of you who uh, tuned in to, for the rewatch with us this week, thank you so much. Uh, hopefully, we'll hear from you this week on the phone number. Um or you can email us at cast uh, mcucast at gmail dot com or Facebook us at facebook.com slash mcucast. Um you guys have a great week and we're gonna go into a new spoiler alert section and that's spoilers in three, two, one Colson is around.
1: I'm really bad at this. You're real bad at this. You're no Jeff. I, uh, I know. But we are Groot. So that's that's important. That's the thing. That's a spoiler. You don't. are
0: Groot and Jeff is Groot and you are Jeff. And I
1: put Transitive, my hand upon your hip
0: Transitive and went of Groot. We I danced to that at Dragon Con. Did you? I did. That's funny. It was they played it they had a they had the uh, Avengers Ball. Oh Lord. And you know, a bunch of people are in costume, but you, right. don't, you don't have to be, you can come as whatever. And me and Alyssa went and um they had a. Uh, the dip came on. Right. Oh, I've got a good spoiler. I've got a good spoiler. It's too late now, man. Oh. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one, go.
1: Captain America is not gay. Is he not? Well, he was pretty down with that old lady in the
0: bed. Who was that again? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't think we've seen her before. I think he's just into gilfs. <laughs> I'm dying in the hospital. I'm here for you. Who are you?
1: I am, America.
0: I don't understand me either. Well, I always hear that America's really sticking it to the old people with Medicare. (laughs) So, you know, he is America. Ah, Zing. Zing. Yeah. (laughs) So... Uh, well, let's, let's talk about how this episode ties into the overall universe and this season. I mean, okay. the obvious, and what we've been talking about every week, is just like, Hydra. Hydra is coming. Hail it? No. I don't, hail it We don't, most often? We don't hail Hydra on this podcast. I was
1: pretty sure we hailed it. Nope, not on this podcast. Oh, okay. Was that a different podcast that I, I heard rumors about? Not,
0: pod, not a podcast I'm a part of. Okay.
1: We don't hail Hydra here. Oh, okay.
0: Um did you just whisper Hail
1: hydra to me like via, he did he moved his I his, did not. I am not a hydra agent. You cannot just say Hail hydra to me. Do I look like agent Sitwell to you? <laughs>
0: yeah. Hydra's here. Uh but they don't know it yet. And uh all this episode I I loved this episode rewatching it with that knowledge because so many things that Garrett does Right, um, are just directly protecting himself from being discovered.
1: See, that's that's one of the things that really bothers me about Agents of Shield. What do you mean? Is that Garrett came on and suddenly became way more likable than any of the car- characters we've been dealing with up to that point, <laughs> and it absolutely bre- I mean, I kind of love it, but it absolutely breaks my heart that he's that he's Hydra.
0: Yeah, it destroys me. Not me. I
1: love it. I mean it's awesome but I hate it. Like it's I'm torn about it because I would love to just I could watch an entire show of just him and Coulson like telling old stories.
0: Yeah. And I think I th- I think we'll get more of that Coulson because we still have other agents that he's worked with in the past. We still have Blake still alive. But that's pretty much it at this point. It ain't the same. Pretty much it at this point.
1: Actually what was hard for me is like I was watching this episode and trying to remember who all was
0: Hydra. Yeah.
1: I remembered Sitwell.
0: Sitwell, and Garrett, Garrett, Ward. Yeah, I know that's Ward. That's pretty much the only named characters we have.
1: But I was like struggling. I was like...
0: And hey, Hand is oh, dead.
1: What, what did After Hand next do? Episode. Was she good? Oh, no, she was good. Oh, yeah, that's right. She, we thought she was going to be evil, and then she turned out to be good. Oh, and then they killed her. <laughs> yeah. It was like this weird really emotional kill, roller coaster.
0: Like, they really did kill, kill or hydrify... We didn't see a body, though. Almost every character. That's true. We did not see a body. Um,
1: we did not see Han's body proper. So we just
0: see her hair on the ground and blood, um, yeah. but it, it would be hard to bring back Hand without, he's a specialist, kills people for a living and he shot her at close range twice. Yeah. But, it, and was on a plane with only her, you know, he's the only person that could have saved her life. So yeah. it's pretty yeah. likely she's
1: dead. I kind of just wish that after he'd killed her, he would have been like, "Now who's got
0: the upper hand?" <laughs> Instead, he just stares like a freaking weirdo. Yeah, they they, they do the whole and then well, I, well, freaking weirdo. We'll talk about this next week, but the after credit sequence for next week is after he shoots hand is just a shot of Ward's face. Um. And and Ward is creepy. Board is right. real creepy. Um, there's that line you while we were rewatching it, you said there's the line where he tells War- Sky how much he cares about her, right? And you said something like, "Yeah, right," but he really does. That's what's so creepy about. War. Oh yeah,
1: no, I didn't say it necessarily um, based on that. It was like he because he was like, "Make you make sure you were safe." they'll make sure the team was safe. Yeah, I he, mean, because I don't totally want to bang you.
0: Yeah, he just he just really has a thing for Sky, which is so crazy given the fact that he's Hydra and he's trying to kill but she's super all hot. of his friends. Uh he just comes off like such a weird stalker in those episodes coming up. Um What I am starting to read
1: into that a little bit is that like Like the way I took that anyway was that like, you know, he's like the humanity has been like beaten out of him by Garrett. So, like, he's, like... Or she's, like, the smallest, like, tiniest piece of humanity he can hold on to, where he's just become, like, a creepy stalker. Hmm. I love the promo, by the way, where he's got, like, a beard. I'm like, oh, yeah, because he's evil now, right? <laughs> he's got a beard now.
0: Yeah. Facial mm-hmm. hair. Like, it, facial Lord's hair got a beard. A, you don't even need characterizations. You just need facial hair. Ever since... shapes. Ever
1: since Mirror Mirror, in, <laughs> like, season two of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Like, beards mean evil.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well um so that's the big revelations that we we I guess are coming uh, in the coming weeks. Uh is there anything else about the overall Marvel Cinematic Universe that you think ties into this episode?
1: Not not offhand that I can think about.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> offhand. off-hand. <laughs> cuz they after
0: cuz they will. Cuz they will.
1: Yay. Um
0: well uh so next week we're going to watch episode or we're going to watch the Captain America 2, The Winter Soldier. What were you going to say earlier about the uh, the 70s?
1: I don't... I think I said it. Didn't
0: I? You just said uh, it was giving you ideas, and you didn't know oh, yeah. what those ideas were. The
1: ideas that it was giving me was, like... Because I was thinking about how, like, all of those... Characters all of the Defenders were, se- were... were very 70s characters. Okay, yeah. And if they... If they are actually, like, doing, like, a situation where, like, Hank Pym is you know in the 60s or early 70s or you know in in the time when the avengers would have actually come out then i i think it would be cool if they did an actual like full history of the marvel universe almost the only thing that makes me really sad is that they're like and it's it makes me sad with all the cosmic stuff they're introducing because we don't have the shiar empire as all x-men crap we don't have corsair that's all x-men crap that's like cyclops's father We don't have any of that. We don't have the X-Men there. We don't have Spider-Man there. like The Fantastic Four. You can whip out your thing and say it's clobbering time all you want, but it doesn't do anything because it's not clobbering time. And it probably never will be. And that breaks my heart. It breaks my heart that we're not going to get like a Captain America Wolverine team-up movie. Yeah. That's That's one thing thing I'd really like to see. Alongside each other in World War II.
0: That is cool. (laughs) That's one thing I'd really like to see in... um the Marvel Cinematic Universe, is team-up movies just between two characters. Yeah. Instead of an Avengers, what if you just had a Thor and Captain America or a a Captain America Iron Man? Well, they kind of already did. Well, I mean, you're talking about the Cap 2? Well, yeah. I mean, they did Black Widow. Yeah. I know. Um, That's true.
1: And who could blame them? But, (laughs) and they, you know, they had had War Machine, you know, and... In, uh, Iron Man 2 and 3. And he's gonna be... He's gonna be in the Avengers. Hmm. I mean, you know, RDJ takes off. Who's gonna be Iron Man? Yeah. Rhodey? I don't know. Probably. probably. I mean, they'll probably recast him again.
0: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they'll do <laughs> with, old with, Cheeds. with Rhodey. Old oh. Cheeds is getting kind of up there in age. I'd love to see Don Cheetle do that. Um, but yeah. I, I, I don't know what they'll do. Um... When when if if they have if they try if they need an Iron Man or to recast an Iron Man. Well,
1: isn't he like, he's 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 signed on until Avengers three, and now he's like reconsidering Iron Man four now.
0: Yeah, I've heard that he's reconsidering Iron Man four
1: because he's not a fool.
0: Yeah, well he said he said as long as there's story to tell, um, and I think there can be that. there can be story to tell. Um, I don't think it has to be a dried up well at all. Um, As
1: much as I love the Iron Man movies, I feel like they're the most transformers of the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
0: Really? Yeah. In what way?
1: They're the most dumb.
0: I totally disagree. I
1: love the Iron Man movies. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But they have the least amount of plot. The least amount of story. It's just Iron Man fighting other iron things. Like robots versus robots, essentially. I I
0: don't agree at all. um, Because I think that the character of Tony Stark... Has a lot of internal oh, things have to it. happen. I agree.
1: It does. That it's does just, elevate
0: it. Sure, I mean, if you want to look at it that way, all the Marvel movies have an element of that. They all have action in them. It's well, like sure. it's like we were talking about earlier, where you're like you you don't care about the action. You only care about the character stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I lean toward that side too, but. The action is there well, in all well, the movies. Okay. It doesn't doesn't hurt the movie just to have action even though it's metal versus metal that doesn't mm. make it more Transformers. What I don't and I I love the Transformers action. The Transformers uh, action is it. awesome.
1: I hate the Transformers action. That
0: freaking slow motion falling through building stuff in like Transformers yeah. 2 is amazing like uh special effects feats. The problem is not with the action. The problem is with the there's no heart to those characters. Right, right. None at all.
1: Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's, you know, exactly like Transformers or or, or falls with the same sins. It's just in terms of plot, I would say, in terms of actual story and villainy, like the villains are weak as hell in in all the Iron Man movies. I mean, Kingsley is awesome. But we all know that everyone had like about seventy five percent of the fan base had a problem with him being the Mandarin, and then had a problem with him not being the Mandarin.
0: Eh, only <laughs> only big Iron Man fans had a problem. People who watched the movie didn't have a problem with it. People who didn't know the background didn't have a problem. I
1: mean, I knew the background, and I didn't. I didn't care.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, and and they
1: fixed it with the they rectified one shot. it. They did. Totally fixed it. With it the was awesome time. too. Like, I was okay with what they did. I didn't. I was one yeah. of those that didn't care.
0: But I didn't care at all. I, I don't have any background in the comics, so I don't care at all. I thought that Kingsley was great as like this uh, mythic villain that you're yeah. scared of, and then once he became Trevor, it was even more great. Right. It, right. I laughed so hard at that turn. Um, <laughs> and then and then you've got um, <laughs> lovely, lovely drugs. <laughs> and then you've got um you know t- t- I think Tony Stark's personal growth in all of those movies right. is what makes those movies have a heart and have mm-hmm. so much. They're so much different but, than like a than a, anything Michael Bay does. Right. But one of my big problems
1: with all the Iron Man movies are the weak villains. So I mean yeah you have Mandarin who's a great villain. And then it turns out that, wait, no, he's not because he's just a funny actor. And the real villain is this annoying guy who just pulled a Edward Nigma Batman Forever on you.
0: Yeah, I I didn't have a problem with that villain. I honestly just don't care. Um, I don't care if it's the villain or the hero that has an interesting story. What what, what makes – when I don't like if it's a weak villain mm-hmm. is if the hero can't carry a movie. I mean, don't get me – In Iron, Iron Man, he can carry the movie. He can't. Um, yeah, I will agree with that. They, it doesn't matter who he's fighting. He's the Iron Man story is has has always been about him fighting against himself. Mm-hmm. It's about his inner struggle to become the man he he should be. It's not about you. It's kind of like we all know you're going to beat the bad guy, mm-hmm. but do we know that he's going to be a good person? Well, and that's not always sure.
1: This this <laughs> is actually the more the more I think about it, it's a problem that a lot of the Marvel universe has. Um, every villain is pretty, except for Loki has been pretty weak. I think there's a reason that everyone is like still dressing up like Loki, Loki, but you don't see, you know, even all these years later, you're still seeing like all these Lokis, but like two Ronins or like, well, no, Christopher no, no, that's, that's, that's you know, not fair. Or like Christ-
0: Ronin just happened.
1: I know, but you know, and you there are
0: already there were a number of Ronins at Dragon. I Kong. can't even
1: remember Christopher Eccleston's name in Thor of the Dark World.
0: I can't either. Christopher Eccleston, Malakith. Uh, yeah, Malikith? Malikith? Is that, yeah his name? that sounds right. Okay. <laughs> um, I didn't care too much for the villain uh, in 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 um, Thor two. I don't think I would have minded it as much if it hadn't been Crystal e- Christopher Eccleston. Yeah, I really wanted him like, to get to it play It would have just been like, oh, it's just another faceless villain. But the mm-hmm. fact that I knew it was Christopher Eccleston, I was like, why are you not?
1: But I mean, I w- even with utilizing him, with uh, me throwing out these problems. I still like give most of them like an eight or a nine out of 10. Yeah. it Not, I mean, well,
0: I just don't, you know, not the a weak movies, but... villain. Doesn't bother me. If the movie isn't weak itself, a weak villain only bothers me if the, if the movie, um, which Marvel doesn't movies, have enough, which Marvel movies would you say are weak? Hulk.
1: That would be my first choice
0: for sure. Thor one.
1: Yeah, I would say that too. Those are those
0: are my bottom two. Every other one, and, and, and talk about weak villains, and I hate to say it, but Red Skull. Oh, Red Skull was atrocious. Was a weak villain. It um, was. Now, I could not care. But he, he wasn't really the villain of the piece, <laughs> and I hate that because I love that actor. Yeah. Hugo Weaving. He pissed me off. How did he piss
1: you off? Because he said he wouldn't return because he doesn't do comic book movies.
0: Uh, It does piss me off.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't... He may have rescinded that. He may have, like, you know, rethought the whole situation. I
0: I really hope so, because I... Freaking Red Skull got teleported. He did not die at the end of that movie. Right, right. And he is somewhere in the cosmic universe. And I would love... 10 movies later for him to just show up in the last reel of something. Yeah, but you would know, blow my mind. Some, I would love it. Somewhere
1: running around the Marvel universe is like that lame ass guy who got his brains like expanded at the end of Hulk. You remember what I'm talking about? No, I don't. The guy that helped him, you know, uh, I don't even remember what they, what happened. That movie was bad. Um, see, I didn't think Green Lantern was worse than the incredible Hulk, but it was about the same. But whoever the guy was, um, the scientist who was like testing his blood or whatever, Mr. Blue. Uh, yeah, yeah, there was cat. a Mr. Green and Mr. Blue. just yeah, writing yeah, to him. Yeah. yeah, that cat. He there was like some sort of a thing, and he fell, and like one of the chemicals, like the gamma or whatever, like hit him in the head, and then like in you see him like they have like a quick shot of like his brain expanding, and, which was saying like. By the way, kids, he's going to be the master or whatever it was. I think that's the name of the character. It's a Hulk villain. Okay. But he's still out there and they're just not going to go back to yeah, it. Yeah,
0: and that's fine. I don't think they have to go back to every thread they leave open. Um that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the Red right. Skull Hugo Weaving's awesome. Um they and, and they could bring back the Red Skull in a way that would be just really epic. I mean, they've they've already brought back Hydra. Mm. And can you imagine that you've got this huge organization that is Hydra and if they're like the master of Hydra like came back from the cosmos carrying technology yeah. and art like what if Red Skull's out there in the cosmos with it building an army to return to earth Well, the <laughs> like, Russo
1: said, the Russo said anything was possible recently about the Red Skull. Cool. So, that might actually be a thing that happens, but... And
0: they they could recast the Red Skull, especially if he keeps his mask, or like, you know, the Red Skull yeah. appearance most of the movie, because yeah. you really could recast that role. I don't care. I, I don't want even... them to, because I, lo- I didn't like him. To be honest, I didn't like him as the Red Skull. I didn't. But I know Hugo Weaving has potential, and I thought in, in Cap 1 he was weak, but, um, you know.
1: I always forget he was even in it.
0: Yeah. I honestly didn't know it was him. But the when weird I watched thing it, is he,
1: when I think about all of these movies, I never think of the bad guys. Like, yeah, even uh, Jeff Bridges. In some cases I feel like they're wasting really good actors. I mean, Jeff Bridges, Chris Eccleston, I mean, they're wasting those guys. When
0: I think of Iron Man One, I think about I think about um I think about the villains in all the Iron Man movies. Mm. Um I think about when I think about Iron Man One and the story of Iron Man One, I think about his his mentor. When I think about Iron Man two, I think of the guy with the whips. Um, I don't think of Whiplash at all. I absolutely do. Um, and I, the, I think about what happened in Iron Man two, and that's his story is what what I think. Well, he's of. dying. Well, yes, but I'm. I think of Whiplash. Like that's what I think of the oh. the his story and him building an army of. The you know, first
1: thing that comes to mind is him sitting in that donut, or whatever it was. It was just like a shot. It was just a shot. Oh, just, like,
0: right, right, right. He's in the Iron Man armor sitting yeah. in a donut. Yeah, yeah. that was funny. Um, That's what I think of. And when I think of Iron Man 3, I do... I think When I think of Iron Man 3, I don't think about the villain. Um, I think about him in post-traumatic stress and walking through the snow. Like that's what Iron Man Three yeah. is to me, and and that's what it's supposed to be. It's him recovering from Avengers after he's confronted with like how tiny he is because he is right. he has the biggest ego in the in the in the world, mm-hmm. and he is suddenly confronted with the universe.
1: By the way, the Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy are the two best movies that I that they've put out so far. I screw Iron Man 1, man. Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: I disagree. Oh, and, and I'll tell on. you why. Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm probably with you. The thing about uh, Avengers, why I don't think it's the best movie. Okay. It's not even it's not even top 3 for me in the okay. in the Marvel is because it's a great third act. Uh-huh. There is almost no character development in that movie. Mm. the characters come in. We have a wonderful time. It's one, it's the most fun Marvel movie except guardians of the galaxy, guardians of the galaxy. I think at this point is my favorite Marvel movie. Um, I, I've, I've seen it three times now and it is just on all cylinders. It's the funniest. It's the most fun. It's the, uh, it's, it's the action I like the most. Um, uh-huh. I, I care more about those characters than I care about, uh, any of them except for maybe Cap and and and, I, and, and Tony Stark. See, I do care favorite, a lot about like Cap and Tony
1: Stark. Like I'm normally not one for action scenes, but like the last big thing, like in in the Avengers, like the the final act of the Avengers, I could probably watch any time of day. I'm totally over, with and, you. over and over
0: and over. I'm totally with you. That final fight sequence is amazing it's like right. a 40 minute long fight yeah. sequence and every yeah. moment of it is incredibly cool like um but that's my point like that whole movie is you don't have to set up the characters you already know the characters you bring them in you throw them into the situation and they fight i disagree there's very it's its about them learning to work together
1: right so there's your character development
0: eh. It does. They don't develop individually, except for Captain America getting post. I, I mean, disagree. Except for Iron Man getting post-traumatic stress. That's pretty much all that happens. No. They they all are faced with a tragedy. Colson. Yes.
1: yes they and are. they
0: all realize we should stop bickering and work together and go fight the Chitauri. I mean, you have
1: all of the stuff with uh, with Scarjo and the in the red in her ledger, like we delve into like we get hints about her past. Like we okay. Get hints about. I'll agree with you. All of that.
0: I'll agree with you. There's a little character development for Scarjo because she's the only character who we don't know anything about. So they had to develop. Well, her. there was Hawkeye. Hawkeye, but they don't develop him <laughs> because That's he's true. evil the whole movie. That's so true. the only. I, why did they have
1: him grow a beard?
0: <laughs> the <laughs> only character we get development from is the one character who is herself who we don't already know. I felt like they actually. They don't really develop Hulk. It's they. they He's developed already since we've seen him last. That's true. They don't develop Cap. He's still the same Cap from the beginning of the movie. They don't develop Thor. Um, Iron Man gets post-traumatic stress disorder, but we don't even really know that until Iron Man 3. Mm-hmm. Um, they just don't touch on character stuff, which I'm okay with. It is the most fun movie of because you don't have to worry about any of that. You don't worry about the drama of these things. It's like there's an evil coming, and it's Going to be really fun to watch our favorite characters, who we already know, battle it out. Like that's what Avengers mm-hmm. is about, and it's fun, and I love it, and I don't hate I it think at all. A
1: lot of the character development in the Avengers, I think, is definitely there. I think it's very subtle, though. It's not
0: like I'm not going to say there's no Tony development waving at all. a red
1: flag, going, "I'm not an alcoholic anymore."
0: <laughs> well, he doesn't really do that any of I other. know,
1: but still, I mean, it's not it's not something that big. It's just a lot of like Cap learning how to be a leader of these, of gods. Um, Tony learning that he's not the biggest thing in the universe, and there's a lot more out there. And That, you know. that
0: is the only intriguing character development in that movie for me. Um, and it is a great moment. Robert Downey Jr. plays it beautifully. When he looks out at that sky, and he's disconnected from his call with... But uh, they're also, pepper pots and, yeah. and oh gosh and his the way his eyes look when he's sure he's dead and he sees the universe and he realizes he's not the most important thing in it but importantly is amazing
1: importantly look like it's setting up other things it's not just the final chapter of something if you it really sets up if you look if you just watch it closely it really sets up like how maria hill feels you know in regards to nick fury How like Nick Fury is fighting for for this whole Avengers initiative, his problems with like the higher ups. Like all of this stuff is started is really just I mean, it's just open threads here, but there are lots of great shots and it's not even with any dialogue or story, it's just looks and acting. I
0: totally agree. But I'm just talking about there are four main characters in the Avengers. Scar yeah. is 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 five and Hawkeye is six, but there's there's th- there's four main characters. I
1: mean, in a lot of ways, Guardians of the Galaxy is the only one in a long time that's been able to stand on its own. Well, agreed. I will say that, but I, it's hard to like look at any of them as standalone movies with like a beginning, middle, and end. I feel like and Guardians fine. is
0: easy to look at as a standalone it is. movie.
1: It is. None, none, none. of the, of the others, others are. are I mean,
0: start. Iron Man. I, all of the number ones are.
1: Iron Man one and two seem like the same movie to me. Like Iron just Man one's a
0: good standalone. Cap one is a good standalone. It is. Um, Thor one was wasn't that great. It's an okay standalone movie. it is. <sighs> it is a standalone movie. I wouldn't say it's a great standalone movie. Um, and neither neither is Hulk. Um, but and. And you can't have Thor two or or Iron Man three or Cap two without Avengers, right? Um, so, so, so none of those. Yeah, I agree. Those are not standalone movies. Guardians <laughs> is the first standalone movie they've done in a long time, and it's and it it, it was great. They did such an amazing job, right? Um, yeah, oh, piece of news. Did I touch on the James Gunn news at all? Which one? What he said about R- Richard Ryder and Marvel. Yes. Captain Marvel. Okay. Oh no, you didn't. I didn't know. No, okay. you didn't. Um, well, I just, I just listen. Um, we'll talk about it in a minute. Um, I'll throw it into the beginning somewhere in the news. Okay. Um. Anyway,
1: <clears throat> should gross. we just be talking about it? It feels a little weird that we're just like sitting here, like just arguing about character development in all of the movies.
0: No, it's fine. That's what this section's for. It's like okay. It's for talking about anything in the, in the universe. And you're a guest this week, and so it's like the, whatever you wanted to bring, and that's what you brought. So we're talking about it. I didn't it's, mean it's to good. bring it. I just nope, did. You did it. Um, there aren't enough uh, black people
1: in the Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe. so And if they are, they're sidekicks. That's racist.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I agree that Avengers is a great movie, and I love it, but it's so dependent on... All the other movies being the first act of the movie, right? And so little character development. Now the characters are rich; they're rich and wonderful, and they mm-hmm. inter- their interactions is what mm-hmm. the movie's about, right? But none of them change, and that to I me disagree. makes it a lesser movie.
1: I think they're completely they're all pretty much completely different people, not completely different, but fairly different at the end of that movie. How? Well, for one, they've all just found out that there's alien, there's that's, alien that's, life.
0: That's, that's a plot movement, not a character that is change. A, yeah,
1: that is a plot movement, Thor, but it does Thor affect Thor knows
0: there's alien life, Well, yeah, off. Thor does, but... Hulk comes into the situation. He doesn't seem phased by the fact that there's alien life. And, yes, he has changed since the Thor, this Thor 1, the incredible... Right. I'm, uh, I'm sorry, I'm... Talking about Hulk. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, Hulk has changed since the first Hulk movie, now what's, but his, his his abilities have changed. He's just Bruce Banner through most of the movie. Right. The only thing that we know develops, and that happens off screen before the movie starts, mm-hmm. is that he can now control his powers. Now, that's the only change in that character for us.
1: What is very interesting is I feel like there was a huge Thor character development in there that got cut. What do you mean? Um, when he falls out of the cage, when, or when the cage is dropped from the helicarrier, um, and he gets out and whatever, and then he like looks down and there's his like there's his hammer, and he's just staring at it, and then it cuts to other stuff, and it comes back and is much much later in the day, and then he can just suddenly pick it up. Like it seems like there was like a I'm not worthy situation going on there that was just huh. cut out.
0: I never, I never noticed that.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's a real awkward thing in 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 that movie that's always bothered huh. me. I'll
0: I have to I have to look at that. I I don't I don't remember that. Um, but regardless, I don't think Thor is a different a different character at the beginning and the end of the movie.
1: I'm just saying, like certain plot elements actually propel them into character change.
0: I disagree that they propel them into character change in this movie.
1: Like every like Cap is used to being a leader, Thor is used to being a leader. Like, Iron Man is just used to being the smartest guy in the room, you know, bar none. And now he's dealing with, you know, Banner and he's dealing with Cap, who's, like, a bona fide, you know, all-American hero. Who's, like, telling him he's a piece of shit, essentially, because he doesn't, you know, he doesn't have superpowers. (laughs) And he's not a good man. I mean, I think they actually did go through some, like, some serious stuff, man. See, I'm not
0: saying they didn't go through serious stuff. I think they grew. They learned about each other. I'm not saying they didn't learn about each other. That's not character growth. Though. It is when they learn about themselves. Yes, but they don't. I think they do, except for Tony. And I totally agree. Hey, call with that number, enrollment. y'all. Let,
1: let us know what y'all. Yeah, think. please do. Please please call in.
0: Uh, <laughs> we should <laughs> actually just say the same thing over sick. and over again. Jeff, you're sick at home. Uh, you should call. You should call in. Uh, but but we're getting speci- we're getting down to the specifics of it, which uh, we're, we're not saying the same thing over and over. Uh, we disagree <laughs> with one another, and that's fine. Uh, yeah. But. I you're think there you're was specific substantial things, and character I'm disagreeing growth. with the specific I think cases. there was
1: as much character growth in the Avengers for each or for each of the four main ones at least as there was in any of their movies. Oh, I totally disagree i, I it's on a more subtle level but and I agree the other movies work as a as a first act, but I think they still had significant character growth.
0: I totally disagree, uh, the, especially with your with your st- stance that they have as much character growth. I mean, you could you could convince me that they all had a little character growth. Mm-hmm. Um, that wouldn't be too hard, um, but I don't I don't think substantial character growth. And in all of their movies, their movies are about character growth. Right. Um, every one of the individual movies is about them growing as a character. They're certainly not about villains, <laughs> um, except for maybe maybe Hulk. Maybe Hulk? I would say Hulk actually had the, one of the strongest villains. Really? Yeah, Abomination was great. What? Yeah, totally loved yeah. Abomination. I just loved Tim Roth.
1: I liked when he was Tim Roth, but I didn't see that he had much motivation other than just being a dick.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, he, he just wanted to be the most powerful see, dude in the room, and 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 he just keeps striving for power, and he fights Hulk. It's like I, don't I want feel, that power. Yeah. I don't like him in the last scene because he's no longer Tim Roth, right? But everything leading up to that, him with the superhero, him fighting Hulk as the, as a super soldier, uh-huh. um, with Captain America, all of Captain America's powers, right. was badass. Like that see, whole thing, the was awesome. whole
1: the whole the fact that you see him as the primary villain, that you bring him up. Man, it calls into question your your opinions on the Avengers because Thunderbolt Ross was the bad guy. Like General Ross was the true bad guy. He was Ahab looking for
0: his whale. I agree. He was one of the villains. Oh, he
1: was the villain.
0: I disagree. He was the he was the string puller. Man, agreed, <laughs> agreed, agreed. But he's not that interesting. No, he's not. Um. So we're talking about what it, of interesting villain, and that's what I'm saying. Is he? Well, I mean, this was know. the most interesting villain in that movie. Uh, Tim Roth was a great villain uh the and also i mean if you look at the structure of the tim movie tim
1: roth is a great actor the villain that he played was a boring schlup
0: eh i wouldn't say he's boring because tim roth is playing him i will i will say he w- may not have been written amazingly he didn't have any um, real
1: motivation He really didn't
0: he just he wanted to be more powerful which i think is yeah. a motivation you yeah, sure uh, but... he was, he was a soldier and he gets introduced into this world of of you know monsters and yeah. powers, and he starts craving it and wanting it yeah. and wanting more of it, and he's like, "Okay, yeah, inject me with whatever you have to to make me like that. I want to be able to fight better, and that—that that is his whole motivation. It's a that simple. Was, that was what motivation.
1: Was so, it, he was boring the same way Iron Monger was boring. Like, I'm gonna, like you're you have Iron Man powers now. I'm going to be in an Iron Man suit. I, yeah, I think I would have rather you know seen. Jeff Bridges manipulate the company away from Tony or something, rather than him just get into a giant Iron Man suit and fly yeah, that,
0: really slowly into the I did think that was a really silly turn <laughs> in the Jeff Bridges character. Um, and again, I, I don't think of Iron Man 1, I just don't think of it being about a villain.
1: And as far as Tim Roth goes, I feel the same way. Like, if he had been, like, uh, like a brilliant strategist or something and figured out a way to corner the Hulk or do something mentally, he's a good actor. He could have pulled that off. I didn't need for him to become the abomination.
0: Yeah. Like, no, I, I didn't need that really either. Boring. And I would have loved to see Tim Roth stay on screen. I mean, I understand it. they have to— And not to, be the abomination. They have
1: to kind of go along with the comics in some ways and, you know, try to make fans happy, blah, blah, blah.
0: But did you notice in the in the <laughs> shield when they mentioned we talked about it last week would they mention him the abomination Oh yeah, yeah. Blonsky being in in the freezer. I do remember that.
1: Ah, that's nice.
0: I mean, it's a cool thought. Like I doubt they would get Tim Roth back though. I mean, at this point if he stays the abomination, which apparently the abomination doesn't convert back and forth like Banner does. Yeah, I actually don't remember. In in the comics, apparently, I, I'm not real versed on them, but apparently, from mm-hmm. what I've read, Abomination does not turn back and forth. He's just the Abomination. After that, dude, say so we just Hulk need. Villains. Well, yeah, I think like They're real bad. They're awful villains. I mean, the Hulk is a big, dumb punching thing,
1: and yeah. and so his
0: villains are the same. And I and I I'm with you. I'm not. Yeah. I'm like you absorbing can't, You can't man. put a. <laughs> you can't put a smart. You know he's going to be in the first episode. Is he? Oh yeah, I did hear that. Yeah, Absorbing yeah, yeah. Man is the first villain from oh, the first episode. It's not Nick Agents Nolte, is Shield. it? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Is, is he Absorbing Man at some point?
1: Yeah, in the uh, in the 2003 Hulk movie with uh, Eric Bana, I believe he was. Oh really?
0: Yeah. I don't remember Absorbing Man being in that movie.
1: Yeah, but it was his. It was it was his dad or something. They like oh, I, ex- I was a scientist too, and I experimented on him. That's why the gamma radiation made him the Hulk. It was real dumb, man. It was real bad. Oh yeah,
0: I forgot about that whole thing about like sea cucumbers and shit.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why? Why were there sea cucumbers? Yeah.
1: Okay, um well It's like we... an hour and a half of Eric Bonda just sitting by a fireplace going, You wouldn't like me when I'm angry.
0: <laughs> Betty <laughs> I uh, I don't I don't remember that movie very well. There's a reason. Um, anyway, so let us know what you think because we we obviously aren't going to agree on this tonight. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I am not saying in any way that I don't like Avengers. I love Avengers. Oh,
1: I you know even even the worst of the Marvel movies. Let us know what your what your least favorite marvel movie is that'll be fun let, yeah. let us know We should like rank them rank we should them.
0: start a ranking thing on the facebook this week where everyone just go up there and rank from one to ten your your favorite marvel movies
1: and then rank one to ten your favorite villain
0: yeah that'll be sweet that would be sweet i don't know that uh there are ten villains and then there's...
1: rank your favorite co-hosts <laughs> i think that would be one
0: to two
1: one to two or actually, should just put three. You know, if me and Jeff wind up on top. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I'm just...
0: I'm, I'm okay just with kidding.
1: it. I'm just kidding. Um, I'm not taking your spot, man. I love you. I don't even know you.
0: Brother from another mother. <laughs> anyway, so uh, um, thanks yeah. everybody for listening. We've got to get out of here. We've yeah. been on this podcast for too long tonight. I could still talk, man. Let's do two more hours. <laughs> I could too. Making a full pod episode. I, lo- I love... I love talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe because I've been at this for, this is our fifth episode. Right. And we're doing a rewatch of episodes we've already seen, and still we talk for an hour and a half every week. I
1: think that's why I haven't listened to the other episodes, because I think it would hurt too much. Like, I think I couldn't, like, I'd want to just like, no, wait, Bleah!
0: Yeah, you want to say stuff? Yeah. Like, uh, Well, we have a call-in number, Dave. Do you really? It's 573-CAST-MCU. Wow. I was so, not aware So everybody call in this week Give <laughs> us some feedback We are craving the feedback we, we are craving some interaction with you guys And
1: I'm craving a feedback.
0: <laughs> Me too Let's go get some food It's four in the morning It's a good time for some food right? The sun will shine soon And I'll have my stomach full <laughs> Alright everybody uh, Thanks for listening uh, You've been listening to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast I'm Matt Carroll I'm David Robertson We will see you next week. And uh, y'all send some love to Jeff on the Facebook. So tell him to get better. Or get out. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Have a good week. Bye. Are you marking that to delete it? <laughs> I wasn't going to go all the way with it, and it just wasn't that funny if I didn't say... You always hear America fucking the old people with the... <laughs> no, I thought it was funny. Sticking it to the elderly. I thought it was
1: good. All right. I was going to make a crack about his vibranium.
0: <laughs>
1: can adamantium pierce vibranium? I don't know. I'd like to know.
0: What about unobtainium? <laughs> All right.
1: That was made up by James Cameron to make a point of some sort <laughs> uh, James Camranium <laughs> that's what terminators are made out of. <laughs>